Doctors, welcome to the Sean Steele Monthly PI Conference Call. Doctors, as always, you're invited to press the number one on your touchdown phone to enter the question queue at any time. Sean has a very special guest this month. Sean, take it away. Thanks very much, Shane. Doctors, good afternoon. This is a perfect time that we'd like to spend together while you're eating lunch. Uh, I understand sometimes an entire staff will be listening into it. That's very exciting. Today we got Dr. Sonny Rubin. I'm quite excited uh, for, for a variety of reasons. First of all, he's a sharp, engaging, uh, brilliant uh, person. Uh, but besides that, he's uh, he's taken a very ticklish area that uh, that almost raises philosophical questions for chiropractors. He is a pain management specialist. Um, and on that note, um, before we get into too, too, too many details, doctors, you're, you're welcome to to, to get, enter the conversation at any point by pressing the one button. Or you can email me, seansteele at seansteele.com in case uh, the lines are busy. But we've got several hundred chiropractors uh, that are listening to us right now and some acupuncturists. Uh, so uh, if, if you can't get in, you can email me. I'm looking at it uh, in, in real time. We also record this, and it's on my website, seansteele.com, and that uh, that helps. Uh, Dr. Rubin, uh, tell us a little bit about your background and where your practice is. Hi, Sean. So good afternoon. Thank you for the very kind, thoughtful introduction, and also thank you for all the doctors out there and acupuncturists who joined in to hear this teleconference between you and I. A little bit about my background. So I'm a board-certified anesthesiologist, first and foremost. So I did an internship in internal medicine, then a, a residency in anesthesiology. I practiced anesthesiology for quite some time, and then I went into pain management, became board certified in interventional pain management as well. Um, I say interventional pain management because my practice is geared around not prescribing narcotic pills or muscle relaxants and more of an interventional approach to identify the pain generator, so exactly where the pain is stemming from. And we basically, once conservative measures have failed and patient has undergone the chiropractic treatment or acupuncture or manipulation soft tissue modalities, then they want to take their treatment a step further. We would identify the pain generator and introduce an anti-inflammatory solution, which majority of it's naturally based, plant-based. <clears throat> and we'd take the inflammation swelling down, which would in turn take the pain away, basically. So that's what pretty much sums up my practice. And most recently, we've introduced a regenerative component to the practice, so platelet-rich plasma, um, autologous stem cell therapy, for the very similar and same concepts. So that's that, that, my that, background that, there, Sean. That, 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 that's a whole bunch of information. Uh, it, it's almost overwhelmed because you talk about regenerative medicine. Uh, is that where the patient's own blood is drawn and and then replenish back into the body. Is it that, is. Is that, a, is that an example of that? Because uh, I, there's a lot of doctors uh, in different fields that seem to be using this. A lot of surgeons are using it. Uh, plastic surgeons. Uh, tell us the benefit of using the patient's own blood. So again, you know, this goes back and stems from my philosophy. I was I've always been a holistic doctor. Um, even when I went into medical school, I just felt, you know, we should always practice what we preach. Um, I was never a proponent of the narcotic pills 
um, a non-steroidal component. I'm not saying they don't have their place. They do in extreme scenarios. But from a regenerative component, this is the evolution in my, in my book with respect to helping to heal patients. Um, so we'll take their blood, we'll spin it down, uh, we'll obtain the platelet-rich plasma, which contains growth factors, which is the exact opposite of what a corticosteroid can do, thereby breaking down tissue, the PRP can help regenerate and stimulate growth. And that, that is taken from the blood in, in answering your question. And with respect to the stem cells, we can take it from the bone marrow and we can again spin that down. And those are the patient's own undifferentiated stem cells, what we call them. And once we place them into the exact anatomical location, they can help turn into that either cartilaginous tissue, ligamentous tissue, and allow the body to heal itself, which, again, is where I really geared my practice around in terms of a, a holistic healing wellness approach towards patient care in conjunction with, obviously, uh, therapy, rehabilita rehabilitation, manipulation, chiropractic care, acupuncture, all the non-invasive modalities that can help patients stay away from the narcotic pills, muscle relaxants, as well as extreme surgical intervention. You, you've raised uh, an issue that we had, we, we met recently uh, with several doctors, uh, and, and the first question I asked you, and I asked this to a lot of pain medical, pain, pain management specialists, uh, this is the age of uh, heroin overdoses, opioids, uh, narcotics, where it's, it's become mainstream. It's no longer just a junkie on the street corner, although that's a big factor too. But it's, it's a lot of folks that were prescribed uh, narcotics uh, by their physicians, uh, different specialties, not just by pain management by any means, but by their by their local PCP, primary care uh, doctor, provider. Uh, and a lot of folks get hooked on the oxycontin. And, I'm, and so I just kind of, I just, I threw you, I threw you a curveball, and I said, well, doctor, what do you do with your patients that become drug addicts? It was a very tough question, and you said to me, to, to my amazement, I've never heard this from a pain doctor before, so I don't use narcotics. And I, 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 I was a loss for words. I've never heard an MD ever say that. I don't use narcotics. And then just to prove the point, you have a, a new associate that had practiced at Kaiser for a number of years who was also a pain management specialist. And you had to teach him how to do pain management without narcotics because at Kaiser, they use that very heavily. Is, is that an accurate summation of our, of our discussion? Well, it, it is, Sean. Um, it's funny you refreshed my memory on that. When, when you just said, you know, Dr. Rubin, what do you do with your OxyContin patients? My knee-jerk reflex response to what you just said is I don't have patients on OxyContin. Um, it's not what I do. Typically, a lot of other specialists or physicians, they believe a pain management specialist for handing out narcotics or we're managing patients on narcotics, which is a very small com component of it. But I think true pain management is avoiding those pills. Um, any patients that I do see on these narcotic pills, majority of them come from a primary care specialist or an orthopedic or a spine specialist in an attempt to help control patients' pain by masking it with these narcotic pills. It's simply makeup on a blemish. We're not 
identifying the root of the problem. We're not solving the problem. And, and again, not to say they don't have their place. Um, you know, if somebody has hardware or nerve compression, they may have their place. But outside of that, you know, as an anesthesiologist, I dealt with pain management in extreme cases, and um, I just don't see the need for it, quite frankly. Well, and it's, it's what's trained. It's what's trained in these pain management programs. It's, it's, I, I'm so impressed with this. You sound like a chiropractor because the basis of the fundamentals, I, I come from a chiropractic three-generation family, three females, by the way, in three different generations also. And uh, the, the mantra has always been something I subscribe to, uh, no knives, uh, no surgery or, or drugs. And uh, now you're, it looks like, uh, you, you sound like a chiropractor in a sense, philosophically, but you also are getting patients that may or may not be addicts or close to being addicts. Is that what you're saying? You're, you're actually getting patients that are somewhat dependent on the Oxycontin, for example? You you just inherit that? Yeah, well, again, that's that's the misnomer here, is that a lot of these um, internal, internal medicine specialists, urgent cares, family practice physicians who are considered the primary care gatekeepers, they don't know what to do with their patients once they're on these medications, mm. and then they believe that the pain management specialist is the next specialist down the line to manage them at this point. So, you know, <laughs> so you, unfortunately, you the, you, we, we inherit them. <laughs> you, you get the damaged goods. When I was talking to your colleague, I, uh, my question to him was, when you were at Kaiser, what did you, how did you handle your Oxycontin-dependent patients? Uh, in other words, you would give them let's say, a dose a day, 30 pills, for example, for 30 days, but they would be back in your office demanding more after seven days. And we know what's going on. They either take a lot extra, more than they should have, or they're selling it for cash. And they run out quickly, but they're still dependent. And I'm thinking there's got to be a horrible struggle at medical offices all over America where the patient gets addicted, they use it up, they want more, and they're back demanding more because they really legitimately, in a sense, believe they're in pain. So I said, how do you handle that? And then you came across with this totally different approach. Says, well, I don't have that problem. But your colleague did at Kaiser. I, I imagine that this is a systematic problem uh, throughout the country. So it is. I mean, it's, a, it's an epidemic in America. Everybody's aware about it. It's an epidemic in Orange County here, actually. Hmm. Um, I, I think I read a... A survey that said we had close to maybe a hundred deaths a month from opioid abuse here in Orange County alone, and the CDC reported 25,000 deaths in America in 2014 from opioid addiction. Um, and, and, and they're mostly young people. Not, by the way, not all the time. Many, many boomers, many middle age. Uh, but the astonishing reality is that a large percentage, perhaps half or 25 or under, these are People that have just begun their lives, and I, I, I and I don't want to dwell on this too long. I uh, want to go to some other areas, but uh, I, I have a, a friend that was in West Virginia working with paramedics, and the paramedics, uh, when they come to an overdose, they have to put a, a, a they have to strap down the patient before they wake him up, because the patient's dying. He's basically right. in, a, in a pre coma. When they're awakened. Many times they become furious at the at the, at the lifesavers because they, they they were awakened from their heroin overdose. Even though they're dying, they were upset 
that that they that they lost their high. Now that is a real suicidal kind of thinking, and that really that brought it in stark terms that the protocol for 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 uh, EMTs is to go out there and first trap down the overdose patient so they don't get violent and hurt <laughs> and hurt the ambulance person. I don't know yeah. if you've heard that, but that's wild. That's just completely wild. No, it is. It's it's consuming our youth. Um, you know, I'm a father. I'm a I'm a physician. I'm a practitioner, and I'm just very happy to be able to hang my hat on the fact that I'm not part of the opioid epidemic, and um, I'm doing my best to educate our colleagues out there and let them know that we don't need these pills. There's other remedies. Um, there's more conservative approach to this, more of a holistic wellness approach that we can encompass with, you know, I use plant-based medicines that I can inject in and around the spine, the joints, in conjunction with the PRP, the stem cells. Um, and this is, again, this is all in conjunction with chiropractic care, physical therapy, acupuncture. Um, it's a multimodal effect in pain management to get patients better minus narcotic pills, minus surgical intervention. But, again, in extreme cases, they do have their place. But I'm saying on a general scale, I think we can avoid this majority of the time. That, that's music. Let me give you a prototype of a, 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 a case that we often see. We get a middle, middle-aged person in a... Uh, and, and a serious rear end collision where both cars are to, uh, both cars are towed away. If, if the cars are towed away, that tells me it's a pretty high energy impact. Uh, the patient uh, goes to the chiropractic office and uh, got problems from head to foot. We we might have some uh, uh, shoulder problems, neck problems, uh, constant headaches, low back, and, and maybe a, maybe a lower extremity. Uh, and, and after a couple of three weeks, the patient's responding, uh, except for the low back, there, there seems to be a radiculopathy forming where they can feel the sensation uh, down their uh, leg down to, to their foot. And uh, so, so the chiropractor is looking at this, and uh, that's a point that probably an MRI makes sense, and chiropractors can and often and regularly uh, get, get their patients to MRI imaging. You don't need an MD for that. Uh, but it's probably a great idea to have a medical specialist do an evaluation, not treatment, an evaluation. That's so important because some 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 DCs, oh, if I refer them to the MD, I've lost that patient. I can't help them anymore, and the MD is going to do all this medical stuff. Not true in my world. Uh, to me, MDs are part of the triage team, and they should be looking. They should have a pro-chiropractic perspective. They should have a holistic perspective, and they should understand they're going to make recommendations, put it in writing, and send that report to the D.C. And if the MD makes uh, recommendations, uh, that then is a decision that the chiropractor and the patient makes together. And, uh, and I, I, is that something – are you comfortable with that protocol? So, Sean, I, I think that's why from the day you and I met, we, we always saw eye to eye on um, – a conservative approach towards injured patients, non-injured, non-injured patients. Um, I, I, I've been around chiropractic care for over 20 years now, and it's and I've treated patients. They've come to me for consultations, and the chiropractic care and the um, manipulations and the myofascial release techniques, uh, electromuscle stimulation therapy, IC. These are all conservative modalities that not only do I 
prescribe for my patients, but I use personally for myself, actually. Um, you know, I, I can tell you that we, we don't, I don't have any in-house therapy or physical therapy or chiropractic care here. These are modalities that I like to work hand-in-hand with our chiropractic colleagues. Um, you know, I consider our chiropractic colleagues, they're the, they're the primary care specialists, physicians, and gatekeepers of these patients who, majority of the time, these patients just want to get better conservatively. They don't, they don't want to go to a specialist and nobody wants, you know, like three or five inch needle inserted into their spine or joint. It's, they don't want the narcotics. They don't want the surgery. We're, I'm a specialist here to, to help work hand in hand with the chiropractors and physical therapists to help get patients better together. Um, the injection therapy that I perform, it does work, but it works better when we work together hand-in-hand hand with what the chiropractor's specialty does and what I do exactly. I, I wish more MDs uh, understood and, 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 and appreciated it. Let's take a case. Um, we, we, uh, we we got a patient in a, in a, in a, in a, in a car accident with the facts that I mentioned earlier. They, they go to your office referred by a chiropractor for uh, an evaluation. Uh, there's true radiculopathy. The MRI films are, are positive. Uh, what would you what, what would you recommend, or, or would you need other facts? I need other facts. Typically, I like to look at the time frame of these incidents that have occurred, these traumatic events to the to the patients. I like to see and make sure that they're at least um, engaging in conservative modalities um, to try to get better. Um, I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of the pills either which way about it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but from a a very basic conservative standpoint, maybe some over-the-counter anti-inflammatory medications. Um, if patients want to go more of the naturalistic approach, there's, you know, arnica or turmeric that we can, or vitamin D3 supplementation. These can all work to help heal and act as natural anti-inflammatories in conjunction with the ice and the electromuscle stimulation, the the myofascial release technique. I know all this stuff because I've, I've worked hand-in-hand with my, my chiropractic colleagues, and we've worked extensively together to um, collaborate and work with their areas of expertise and my area of expertise with the injection therapy to get patients better. Well, let's take a more extreme case, true radiculopathy in the patients in pain, real okay. livid real livid pain, uh, loves her chiropractor, wants to continue with chiropractic, uh, but uh, what do you offer for a patient that's in true pain? All right, so, so in, the, in the reticular symptom with a combination of axial, we'll say lower back pain in this case, I'll, I'll identify with the patient their time course of treatment with their chiropractor. I like to see at a minimum of at least four to eight weeks of uh, conservative therapy that, that has taken place at this point. And, and there's peaks and valleys in their pain patterns. So they see the chiropractor, they're feeling better. They'll go home, they'll go to work, they'll engage in some kind of strenuous activity, the pain will return. Then they'll seek out my expertise. Will I identify the pain generator on the MRI? And let me point out, it can be with or without mechanical compression. A lot of times I'm asked, well, doctor, the disc isn't pushing on the nerve root. How can this patient truly have a, 
a ridiculous com component, and it's called a chemical ridiculitis, we call it. So there's anti there's inflammatory mediators that leak out of the disc, and they start to touch the nerve and cause it to to inflame and and create the symptomatology that the patient feels. And in that particular scenario, depending on the patient's subjective complaints and pain scales and the injection therapy, which I perform with plant-based medicines, local anesthetic, we can dilute a small amount of um, corticosteroid in there. Obviously, we don't want to do this repetitively because it can break down tissue. But the most beneficial results where we put this anti-inflammatory solution It'll calm the fire down. Then the patient goes back or continues on with the chiropractic care from a soft tissue standpoint, manipulation, any kind of traction, any and all modalities from a conservative standpoint. I'm very, uh, um, very pleased to implement for patient care. All right. Now, when it comes to, uh, let's say the 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 probably the. The biggest tool that you have in the toolbox is the epidural. Correct. What's in the, so, what's in, what's, what is your uh, – when you do the epidural, uh, what's in the epidural? What kind, of a, what kind of a cocktail is it? And how often would you give a patient an epidural if they're in, in really debilitating pain? Uh, is it? Uh, I, I've heard different points of view, and so it's a loaded question. Is it always going to be three epidurals? Is it only one? What's your uh, What's your protocol for that? So protocol is is what the patient's clinical picture demands. Actually, um, there's guidelines. There's the International Society of Interventional Spine. Their particular guidelines state to perform these injections no sooner than seven days apart. So. You can perform them at a week apart, which I used to do in my practice, but no sooner than seven days apart. Um, these days, I like to watch the medicine take effect in conjunction with the chiropractic therapy. So we give patients about 14 days, two weeks in between injections, and that's if they need the second or third injection only. So are the best results seen after a series of three? A lot of times they are, but also there's times when the patients are better after one or two injections, and we don't need to perform the second or third. They continue on with their chiropractic care from a preservation standpoint, ongoing therapeutic um, wellness standpoint, and that in and of itself, combined with one, two, you know, three injections tops to, to help get them out of pain, keep them out of pain, and move on with their lives at this point. Um, from a solution standpoint, you asked, what's What's my recipe? Uh, it's my proprietary mixture, Sean, but I'll share it with you guys. It is plant-based, so it's an anti-inflammatory um, uh, solution mixed with a plant-based solution, which blocks the nociceptive C fibers, which transmit pain up the spinal cord to our brain in conjunction with a local anesthetic. So that in itself is also a multimodal effect where we're combining an anti-inflammatory, we're blocking the C fibers, and we're blocking the sodium channels on the nerves. So if we can hit all these aspects of inflammation, sensory components, then we can help calm the pain. Um, the million-dollar question I get asked, well, doctor, isn't this a temporary fix or isn't this a Band-Aid? You're not truly going to get my... Good, good question. Yeah, you're not truly going to heal my disc. And my answer is um, 
nothing's going to truly heal the disc. I mean, if, if we tell these patients to go to surgery, that's, that's not the answer unless, unless it's flattening the spinal cord or nerves and there's a motor sensory reflex deficit going on or foot drop. The injection therapy, in my professional opinion, is used to initiate the healing process, take the inflammation down, um, calm the nerves down, and in an attempt to initiate the healing process, allow the conservative care with the chiropractors to help calm the fire down. Over time, it's been shown that these discs, they can naturally reabsorb on their own. They can pull back on their own. They're not going to be virgin discs anymore, but they're going to be slightly desiccated, dehydrated discs now. And that's why these ongoing therapy I see is truly beneficial for patients after the injection. So again, it's it's a multimodal therapeutic approach with the injection, the chiropractors, and um, we can work together to keep patients off pills and keep them away from surgery. Well, yeah, it's it's it sounds awfully good. Let's uh, we we only have a couple of minutes left, doctors. So a couple of uh, final questions uh, in the facility that you're located at in in, in Newport Beach. Uh, you also, uh, your colleagues also have a TBI protocol, which we're finding so many serious concussion cases that have been mostly undiagnosed for most of humankind. We've always had concussions, but we really haven't diagnosed them or understood them, and we're learning a lot more uh, since the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Tell me about your pro- uh, your colleagues' uh, TBI uh, protocol. So, Dr. Motion Shaw, he's a neurospine surgeon, board certified. I'm going to um, put that out there. He's recently board certified. Congratulations, Dr. Shaw. Um, he is one of the premier top trauma spine surgeons in Orange County. I'm, I'm very privileged to be able to work with him and thankful, actually. Um, with that being said, his focus is on TBI, so traumatic brain injury, post-concussive, depression, anxiety, a multitude of central nervous system disorders that we can treat or he can treat with what's called TMS therapy, and this is transmagnetic brain stimulation therapy. And again, this is what I would consider a conservative approach outside of placing patients on antidepressant medications, mm. um, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, tricyclic antidepressants, all these centrally acting um, medications that, I mean, we've all seen the commercials from the pharmaceutical industry. They'll, they'll show you a beautiful flower with a patient running through a garden, and then they'll list 20 side effects involved with it. So, well, yeah, you know, it, it only involves, uh, you know, complete castration, a neurological collapse, and uh, sometimes, sometimes death. We, we always correct. chuckle when we see those commercials. It, it, they're they're so laughable, and yet they're the mainstay of modern television. The right. pharmaceuticals are the biggest. It used to be tobacco. I miss tobacco commercials, and now it's pharmaceutical. I, it's hard to say which one is most uh, lethal. Uh, where are you located, and uh, and are you only in one location? So we're located in, in Newport Beach, Sean, uh, across from Hogue Hospital. Um, we have satellite facilities in Downey to help serve uh, Los Angeles County. Um, we have Corona location to serve the Inland Empire. 
We, we take all insurances, PPO, Medicare, cash. We accept patients on liens for personal injury. We accept approved workman's compensation. We're a group of specialists uh, from an orthopedic spine pain management standpoint. Again, we don't have any in-house um, chiropractic care, acupuncture, physical therapy. So we like to work hand-in-hand with our, our chiropractic physicians and colleagues to help get these patients better, conservatively speaking. And, you know, I, I touched on surgery before, again, in our, I'm not saying they don't have their place in extreme scenarios when patients, they've gone through the chiropractic care, they've gone through the injections, and they're just not getting better. Um, there is some time frame for it, so I just want to put that out there. I, I, d- deeply, deeply appreciated. Well, doctor, it's been very thorough. If I... Uh... If I'm a doctor uh, and I want to find you, how, how am I going to find uh, Dr. Sonny Rubin? Besides looking him up under Sonny Rubin, and that's with a, is that with an O or a U? I'm going to guess it's with an O. Sonny so Rubin. It's with an O. It's with an O, Sonny. You're absolutely right. S O N N Y, and it's R U B I N. So Dr. Sonny Rubin, and I'm under Orange County Pain Specialist. Pretty easy to remember. And, um, and we're also evolving into regenerative medicine, so Newport Regenerative Medicine. Um, we, you can look us up on our website. Our phone number is 949-933-7012. Our website is orangecountypainspecialist.com. And if we could be of any service, you can always reach out, scheduling at orangecountypainspecialist.com, and we'd be very happy to help and I'm always helpful in any which way I can. I colleagues can get my cell phone number. You have it. You can pass out any questions or concerns. I'm I'm very happy to help any which way I can. Well, this is all extremely valuable. Uh, I will say, doctors, if you forget uh, uh, how to contact Dr. Rubin, you can just reach me. Uh, I'm easy. Uh, find it on uh, find a copy of this. Uh, this recording on 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 the website. Uh, it's been a delight talking to you, Doctor Rubin. It's a, there, there's so much going on, and there's it's exciting to see a holistic, uh, what I would call a pro chiropractic approach, and that you that you like and have enjoyed working with chiropractors for some time. I would almost say that you speak fluent chiropractic, and that's terribly important. It's where I go for my treatment, i got to tell you. so <laughs> that's, that's, that's outstanding. Well, doctor, thanks very much. Uh, doctors, it's now exactly 1.30. We can go about our day. And it's been a pleasure uh, serving and being with everyone. Uh, if you have uh, any, any, any ongoing questions, our PI email uh, alert was just uh, sent out uh, 30 minutes ago. And so there's a lot of new, rich information about pain uh, trauma codes that is often uh, not looked at carefully enough, I think, by us. Uh, we have a case of an attorney that was suspended for not paying a chiropractor on his lien, which is nice to see that the state bar is doing good work uh, occasionally. And uh, there's a big issue that's coming up about uh, pre-existing injuries and how insurance companies are trying to uh, make that. They're trying to blame the old accident for the new accident. But that's that's what the world we live in. So uh, we're your chiropractic attorneys, Dr. Rubin, a great pleasure, and we'll be talking to you again. Thanks very much. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much, and thank all the doctors for tuning in and listening, and um, we hope it was informative. Very good. It it certainly is. Bye-bye now. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's call. Thank you for your time. You may not have snicked.